Over the past several years, more healthcare leaders understand and admit the opioid epidemic has impacted all walks of life in every corner of our country. Because of this reckoning, more healthcare innovation leaders are applying their brilliance and passion for helping others by building game-changing innovations to empower patients experiencing opioid dependence and addiction. During this episode, Unkit Gupta joins us for a powerful and meaningful conversation. Unkit is the CEO of Bicycle Health and has dedicated his company to help patients lead fulfilling and opioid-free lives. While together, Unkit outlines why he began building his startup and the positive results his technology is producing in the marketplace. Additionally, Unkit shares the personal joy he receives from hearing the real-life patient stories of triumph his team is helping to achieve. Join us for this inspiring conversation as we continue to work together to move our nation's health forward. Welcome to Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli, where we highlight and speak with the innovators, the game changers, and the pioneers who are deeply passionate and relentless in solving the problems our world is facing today. This is your opportunity to connect with and learn from these leaders and to support them on their mission. Perhaps they will soon be hearing your story as well. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you on this journey with us. Ankit, welcome to our podcast. It's an honor to spend time with you today. Thanks, Mike. Glad to be here. Well, I'm really looking forward to learning more about your passion to create patient-centric experiences that can deliver high-quality outcomes at scale, why you launched Bicycle Health, and the results you and your team are experiencing with the patients you serve. Before we dive into this and very important work, a bit of housekeeping. While listening to any of our episodes, please take a moment to visit passionatepioneers.com in order to share your feedback and ideas. Simply scroll to the comments section at the bottom of each posted episode. And lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast so you will automatically receive episode updates in your podcast player. Simply search Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. All right, Ankit, it's almost time for our community to learn how Bicycle Health is helping patients lead fulfilling and opioid-free lives. But first, let's take a moment to break the ice a bit so we can get to know you personally. I'm going to randomly select one question here. Okay, we're going to talk about what you love to do outside of work. What's that one hobby? What's that one passion you have outside of building Bicycle Health? Wow, this might sound a little funny, but I love making coffee. I'm a huge fan. I have all the different methods to make coffee. I have an espresso machine and a grinder, which which I really love so much so that I usually live in Cambridge, but today I am in Hawaii spending some time away from the winter. And I actually got my espresso machine and grinder with me so that I can make coffee every day. You sound like an aficionado, so I got a lot to learn here. Can you tell the difference in coffee beans from different areas of the world? Yeah, I mean, that's what I love about coffee we can experience a lot of different areas of the world through their coffees. And so right now, I'm in the Big Island in Hawaii, and the slopes of the Loa and Mauna Kea here are really good for growing coffee beans. I'm able to discover a lot of different roasters, a lot of different farms here. It's quite unique. The coffee here has a lot of this sort of tamarind sour taste in addition to having the sweetness that you usually get with really good coffees. There's a lot of fruity flavors here. It's actually very different from some of the other coffees I've tasted from Costa Rica or Mexico. Every region is very different, but I just like the meditation you get every morning 
making that cup of coffee, you're making really good espresso, you're steaming milk and you're making patterns every morning. It's just very satisfying just to make the coffee, let alone drink it as well. Absolutely. Now, I'm going to probably ask a little bit of a contentious question. It might fire up a little bit of debate, but that's okay. I'm going to have you put a stake in the ground and see where it takes us. Where's the best coffee from on the planet? Oh my God. So I'll tell you what the best coffee roaster is that I've found. That is Sight Glass Coffee in San Francisco. Hands down, amazing. Anywhere we travel in the world, we actually take Sight Glass with us and we beg them to ship their coffee to us. <laughs> They're amazing. And I particularly like their Honduras blends. I don't know why, but they get really good beans from Honduras. I would have to say Honduras has really good coffee, but Honduras and Sight Glass, amazing combination. All right. So our friends out in the Bay Area, Side Glass Coffee it is. The steak is in the ground. Ankit, thank you for sharing that. I'm a big coffee fan as well. Not as much of an aficionado as you. I have a lot to learn. I mean, we could probably record an entire podcast just around that. But thank you for sharing that one love you have outside of building your company. And I'm looking forward to discussing your passion and mission for building bicycle health after we get back from thanking our community champion sponsor. This episode of Passion of Pioneers is brought to you by Augmetics, ambient medical documentation and live clinical support. Did you know that nearly 75% of clinicians surveyed in a recent study say they spend over 10 hours per week on paperwork and medical notes? But clinicians who've adopted Augmetics are spending less time writing notes and more time providing superior care to their patients. Augmetics is a leading provider of remote medical documentation using remote AI-assisted live scribes to observe, listen, and capture relevant details from natural conversation for over 35 specialties. Augmetics provides real-time support that includes orders, referrals, and reminders to deliver accurate, complete, and timely medical notes. Augmetics brings back the joy of practicing medicine. To learn more and to bring the Augmetics joy to your practice, visit augmetics.com slash passionatepioneers or click on the link at the top of the episode notes. We are back with Ankit Gupta, CEO of Bicycle Health, and we have much to discuss. Ankit, again, thank you so much for being with us today. Wonderful opportunity to talk all things coffee. And now it's time to turn our focus on the incredible work you and the team are doing over at Bicycle Health. You are a newer entrant into healthcare. You aren't a lifer like many of us are. I'm actually a big fan of that. I think this industry needs <laughs> new thinkers. We need fresh ideas and we need new opportunity to move this industry forward. So on behalf of many of us in the industry, we are so glad you're here with us on Kit. But before we dive into current state of what you guys are building at Bicycle Health, give us a little bit of that history lesson. Like I said, you haven't given your whole career to healthcare. We're glad you're here, but give us that journey how you led up to founding, launching, and building Bicycle Health. Yeah, as you mentioned, I am not originally from the healthcare world. I guess I'm from the tech world. So I did my master's in computer science at Stanford. Before that, I was in India. I specialized in artificial intelligence. I really love writing code and creating software, but I also really love building things that people like to use. And so I spent a lot of time at the design school at Stanford, took a lot of classes in user-centric design. And the first company that I launched was a company called Pulse News. So it was a mobile application to read news on the go. This was at the time when the iPad had just come out. And in fact, you know, then Apple CEO Steve Jobs 
actually mentioned our app in one of the worldwide developer conferences. We were just really excited because we were just students taking a class and had just launched an app from the class and the app just kept kind of taking off from there. And so we ran the company for almost three years. We got to almost 30 million downloads and, and eventually got acquired by LinkedIn. And Pulse is now, was LinkedIn Pulse for a while. Now it's just part of the LinkedIn news ecosystem. It's quite pervasive pretty much all across the LinkedIn news ecosystem. I use it often. Um, I use it often. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I mean, it's gotten so good. I learn a lot from LinkedIn, which is amazing. So that was a good home for Pulse. I think that was a good kind of startup journey from idea, inception, all the way to an outcome. I worked on kind of integrating Pulse into LinkedIn. I worked on other stuff on the business side at LinkedIn as well. But I don't think a big company like LinkedIn was for me. <laughs> I wanted to start another company. And I really wanted to do something that's much bigger, much more impactful, perhaps. Felt like the financial independence, I have to utilize it well, which means taking bigger risks and trying to do something more meaningful. That was the journey after I left LinkedIn. I was trying to figure out what to do next. I left LinkedIn in 2016. And for the next two years or so, I actually explored a lot of different spaces. I traveled the world. I spent a lot of time in India, back home with my family. And through just pure coincidence, I ended up working at a nonprofit in India, which is a very unique nonprofit to actually help the Indian government create technology solutions to their problems. And the solution that they wanted to create was a data sharing platform for health data across the country. That was the new project they wanted to launch. I was available to work on it. And so hence, I ended up working on that project and that allowed me a window into the healthcare world. You know, I ended up talking to a lot of patients, a lot of providers, payers. We ended up pitching to the Gates Foundation, the Indian Health Ministry. And just in a few months, I learned a lot about healthcare. And I think what was obvious to me is in a country like India, there is no way we can hire enough doctors to have high quality healthcare for every one of the 1.4 billion or so people. Technology has to play a much, much greater role in standardizing outcomes, in decreasing costs to make it affordable, increasing efficacy, improving the rate of research. Technology has to just play a much bigger role than it is today. And that's not just true for India and a developing country. It's also true for many pockets of the developed world, you know, many pockets here in the U.S., and so I think that was the bug that I caught. And hence, I came back to the U.S. and I decided to devote my life to create something in digital health. But again, I didn't know what I was doing. It was a journey from even there to learning about the healthcare system and really getting to launch Bicycle Health. Well, that's exciting. And we are going to dive into Bicycle Health. The work you guys are doing is more important than ever. It's an amazing mission. And what you guys have built is just absolutely needed right now. So before we dive there, though, Ankit, I want to ask, because I've heard from global health tech entrepreneurs, you know, here you were helping the Indian government. You see a lot of the same problems and the patterns of the issues at hand for healthcare. Yes, each country, each region of the world may have their own little specific kind of type of system. But did you see some fundamental problems, what was happening in India also happening here? And did you see some of those needs that you guys were exploring on building in India that also needed to happen here in the U.S.? Absolutely. Here's an example. India doesn't have great health insurance. So people actually pay for healthcare out of pocket most of the times. 
And so hence the problem is a poor person in India can pay very little for healthcare. So how do you give a poor person in India high quality healthcare as good as a rich person can pay for it? That same problem exists in the US, except the patients don't pay for it themselves. The payers pay for it. So a Medicaid plan in California pays 20 bucks for an appointment. So how do you provide California patient amazing healthcare as good as patient on United, where United pays, say, 70 or 80 bucks for that same follow-up appointment? That's just one example of how can you make high-quality healthcare affordable so that regardless of socioeconomic differences, everyone gets access to the same high-quality care. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. And so, Anka, here you are. You come back to the States. You dedicate yourself. You're going all in in healthcare and innovation, which, again, we're so glad you did. And you start having a vision around bicycle health. And to set the stage, bicycle health is a digital clinic to help people free themselves from opioid dependence. How did that specific niche and need in the industry come into focus for you and then you wanting to build a company around that specific need? How did that all come together? I didn't know much about healthcare and I really wanted to learn. And so I ended up working with a friend of mine who has pain clinic in Marin in California. So he's an anesthesiologist out of UCSF and he was gracious enough to allow me to hang out at the clinic. And so I ended up shadowing him. I ended up meeting a lot of patients there and I ended up just learning a lot about how the healthcare system works in that area. And I saw a lot of patients there who were on high dose chronic opioids and they were there for their pain management issues, but also to get off of opioids. And they were actually at the wrong place. The pain clinic helped them procedures and surgeries, but didn't really help them overcome opioid use. The opioid epidemic was in the news and I saw a lot of the lawsuits happening and that was very theoretical at that time. But when I really met those patients and the patients there were just regular everyday people, they could have been my dad, my mom, my grandma, a friend who broke her leg while dancing and got prescribed opioids and suddenly got dependent on opioids. It was sort of the same journey I heard over and over again where someone had a pain episode, they got an opioid prescription, it got out of hand, and now they can't get off of it. Or someone had a surgery, or someone tried it at a party, and it got out of hand. It was completely unintentional. And then when I looked at the data, I was shocked that if you get an opioid prescription for 30 days, chances are you'll keep using opioids 40% chance after a year. So 40% of people who get a 30-day prescription will continue using opioids after a year. And then I started looking at the data more and it was pretty obvious there's a huge lack of access to opioid addiction treatment in the U.S. 40% of counties in the U.S. don't even have the prescribers who need to prescribe medication to overcome opioid use. On a theoretical level, started discovering more and more about how difficult it is to access providers for overcoming opioid addiction. And then when I talked to patients, I realized there are many, many barriers that patients face on accessing this treatment. One of the biggest barriers is stigma. These patients would never actually go to an addiction clinic or a rehab or some sort of outpatient clinic because they don't want to be seen as having an addiction or being in a place that treats addiction. That stigma is very powerful. There are a lot of other healthcare kind of systemic issues as well. And the sum of all of that was I felt pretty strongly about the power of telemedicine in solving this problem. 
telemedicine could actually reach people at their homes when they need it. It would be so private and confidential that the stigma would be a non-issue. It could make it convenient, affordable, and those patients could really get the help they need to overcome opioid use. And the fact that an amazing medication exists and an amazing modality called medications for addiction treatment exists that is actually proven and that can be delivered over telemedicine, because that already exists, I was fairly confident that we can actually take that, port it over telemedicine and increase access to high quality opioid addiction treatment through that. And so that was kind of the evolution from being inside a pain clinic to launching a full stack digital health clinic for opioid addiction treatment, which we did in early 2019. So we started seeing our first patient in 2019. So exciting, so powerful. And there is such a huge lesson in there that Anka just shared for all of us entrepreneurs. I don't care if you're an aspiring entrepreneur or already in the deep end of the pool building your company. He put the boots on the ground. He went out there. He went and studied the problem. What was the need as opposed to building a technology and then trying to find a home for it? What's the need in the marketplace? That's exactly what our entrepreneurs need to be doing. Put those boots on the ground, get out there, hear from your customer, hear the pain points and deliver the solution that's needed. So Ankit, bravo and telling the story of how this vision for bicycle health came to be. So let's go there. You mentioned you started seeing patients in 2019. You gave us a little bit of understanding of bicycle health, maybe that quick elevator pitch. And then let's also talk about some of the finding. What are you delivering in the marketplace? What are some of those success stories? We'd love to hear all of that as well. Absolutely. Our model is based on something called medications for addiction treatment. So we help the patient overcome problematic opioid use, which means we help them stop taking their opioid of choice. Our prescribers, our medical providers prescribe a medication called buprenorphine naloxone, or the brand name is Suboxone, which helps them overcome their opioid withdrawal, helps them overcome any cravings, and then stabilize on a dosage, which can help them be extremely functional and then taper down that dosage over time, typically many months, to get them completely off of the medication. And so that's the medication management piece. In addition to that, we provide behavioral health support through, again, medication management or through our social work team. And then we also provide peer support through online support groups that allows patients to sort of get support from each other. That's the clinical model. We've been delivering this model for about three years now. As I mentioned, we started in 2019 and we've grown quite quickly, especially during the COVID pandemic because the demand for telemedicine has gone up so quickly. And so we're now serving patients in about 19 states. So that's just over 50% of the US. We have served almost 2,500 patients so far and we're growing quite quickly, almost 30% or so month over month. So exciting. Very good. Thank you for sharing that, Ankit. And let's talk about some of those success stories, obviously keeping patient privacy a top of mind, but what have been some of those success stories that you and your team and the providers have been experiencing out there in our communities? That is the best part of my day. Every day I hear so many amazing stories from our patients and I wonder how that's even possible or how can such a small kind of intervention really help someone so deeply? I mean, every day we hear stories of people being able to reconnect with their children, getting their children back from CPS, their spouses accepting them back into homes because now they're in recovery. We see people 
in recovery, children being able to talk about this to their parents now, where in the past they might have had shame. We see a lot of elders openly talking about the kind of embarrassment or shame that they felt, which is now lesser, and they're able to deal with it better. You know, people who just got out of jail were able to work with them and were able to help them get a job and help them not go back to jail. I can share so many stories individually, but at a high level, we also have really good metrics to share on a population level. One of the metrics we track is retention in treatment. Because if patients are retained in treatment, that means they haven't relapsed or they haven't sort of gone back to opioid use. And our retention right now is pretty good. Almost 95% of patients are able to overcome problematic opioid use within the first week. So we provide them a lot of support, a lot of guidance, and a lot of tech-enabled operation support that allows them to sort of overcome their problematic opioid use very quickly. We provide a lot of support to keep them in treatment and keep them engaged. So by the six-month mark, almost 53% of our patients, so over half of our patients, are still engaged in treatment with us. And I believe that's much higher than kind of the industry average. So powerful. Unbelievable. Let's talk personally for you. You talked about those personal stories of these patients that you're directly impacting. Ankit, you've had a very storied career and you're still a young man. You've hit the mountaintops of what a lot of entrepreneurs aspire to be, and that's a big exit to like a LinkedIn. But I got to ask you, I'm very confident I already know the answer. How fulfilling is this work in building bicycle health for you personally? Oh my God. I could never imagine. I mean, I knew working in healthcare has a personal satisfaction to it. When we started Bicycle Health, I didn't care if it became a massive company, if it had a massive exit. I didn't even raise a venture round early on because I just wanted to establish it as a small business, as a profitable business that helps patients. Bicycle Health started with grant funding and it started with a very small clinic in Redwood City just because I wanted to help patients. Even though we are much bigger now, I genuinely feel excited waking up every day and I feel like I'm making a difference. I mean, not just me, you know, we have almost 70 employees in the company right now. It's just amazing to hear their stories of how they had personally been affected with opioid addiction in some way, whether it's their family, their friends, themselves, and they're able to come to our company. They're able to make a difference in people's lives and they feel amazing about their jobs and they feel amazing about the difference they're making. So I feel like we're creating a community where people are passionate about what they're doing. They're making a difference. I feel amazing both hearing from our patients and our employees. Thank you for sharing that. I know it's very personal and can be raw at times, but our community needs to hear it. Our aspiring entrepreneurs and others that are working tirelessly to help reimagine healthcare need to hear stories just like this, that we can get ripped out of bed every morning, fired up to make this difference. We can, in fact, reimagine this industry. There's no doubt in my mind. And you're doing exactly that, my friend. Absolutely. I was just going to say there are ups and downs, right? Like, of course bicycle isn't an easy ride. There's lots of learnings. There's lots of mistakes. The healthcare system is so challenging that I think just trying to navigate the system as a business creates a lot of ups and downs, lots of things that don't make any sense. And I feel like that sense of purpose and passion is what keeps you going. So I would highly encourage anyone thinking of starting a company to start a company in the healthcare world because that mission is hard to really get in many of the other spaces. 
Bravo. I couldn't agree more, my friend. That's exactly what I'm doing on the daily over here with my full-time job. I'm not a full-time podcaster quite yet, but my full-time work in leading emerging technology and bringing our innovators in over here, this is exactly what I'm dedicating myself to. So yes, echoing your sentiments, my friend. If you're thinking about building a new company, you have some good ideas, bring those opportunities to healthcare. We need it now more than ever. So let's talk about also where the industry's going. Where do you see bicycle heading? What's going to be happening over the next kind of 18, 24, 36 months? Obviously, we're still in the thick of this pandemic. As you mentioned earlier, your technology, your platform has been quite utilized even before the pandemic. And then, of course, further exacerbated with this pandemic, the need thereof. But as we maybe come out of this pandemic and then just more broadly, as we move forward as an industry and as a nation, where do you see things heading for our country for the opioid crisis, where bicycle health is heading? Give us a little bit of that future state. Absolutely. I think the opioid crisis is a massive problem. We are just starting to chip away at it. What I'm excited about is we have recognized this problem. I think everyone is aware of the problem. And hence, I see improvements happening constantly at a really fast pace. And I see that pace increasing over time. So I think I see communities recognizing this problem and banding together to figure out solutions. I see changes happening in the prison systems, in the drug courts, in prescribing practices of providers, obviously, in the way payers are dealing with opioid use and opioid prescribing in emergency rooms. And so that's amazing. I think that's what we need to keep doing more of. We need to keep this problem top of mind. We need to understand that the pandemic has only made the opioid crisis worse in addition to other behavioral health conditions. And so I think keeping the opioid crisis top of mind in our day jobs is going to help us make a dent in this problem. I see that happening over the next two to five years, where over time, the opioid prescribing rates are going to come down the rates of prescribing medications for addiction treatments are going to come up and new models like ours will be launched and will be refined. Bicycle will certainly be doing that. But I think there will be other competitors in this space, which is actually a really good thing. This is a massive problem and we need all the help we can get. And hopefully other health systems will take this seriously as well and invest a lot in creating solutions for helping People with opioid addiction, I think payers, especially a lot of the behavioral health payers, should take this very seriously and actually should think about how to partner with companies like ours or create solutions themselves, you know, whatever it takes. But I think over the next two to five years, I see a significant ramp in increasing the amount of treatment that is out there, the quality of that treatment. And I do believe a lot of it will be tech enabled. A lot of it will be telemedicine driven, because that's almost the only way we can reach patients where they're at. You know, 40% of counties in the US do not have prescribers for buprenorphine. And hence, the only way to reach patients in those counties is through telemedicine. So I see telemedicine being a really big part of increasing opioid use disorder treatment amongst a lot of the other aspects of our society that we need to improve. And you mentioned a few moments ago, keeping this topic top of mind. I couldn't agree more. We need to take it out of the dark corners of our society, address it head on. We need to be doing that from every aspect of our community, whether it be healthcare leaders, innovators like you, community leaders, 
anyone and everyone needs to be a part of moving our country forward in getting rid of this scourge. And so speaking of keeping it top of mind, Ankit, how can our community be helping you? What's one problem, need, or question that you and the team are contemplating or where we can be helping you with? Yeah, I would love to get help in lots of different areas. I think primarily in helping our patients pay for their treatment. So we are doing our best. The number of uninsured patients has gone up during the pandemic. And we are doing our best to decrease our self-pay prices as much as possible to get patients' medications at a low price, to partner with companies like GoodRx or other discount coupons to actually help patients afford their medications at a low price. We're investing a lot in just helping decrease the price of treatment in order to allow patients to be able to afford, but it's still unaffordable for a large majority of the population. And so I would love to work with people, one on the payer side, to be able to partner with payers and really figure out how to provide this treatment at a price that both the patient can afford and the payer can afford. And then I would also love to work with people on financial side almost in thinking about how do we create the right kind of lending structure or how do we create the right kind of financial instrument to help patients who might have lost their job during the pandemic, but are working on getting them back, getting that job back. You know, how do we actually help them continue in treatment and keep being able to afford our services? That's top of mind for me right now. We need to help patients as much as possible to sort of help them afford to stay in treatment because the alternative is terrible. Well, I know we have community members and I also have personal friends that are working in those exact arenas that you just described. So of course, we need to be able to figure out how to get a hold of you to help you with exactly those needs that you guys are currently contemplating. So what are some contact points online, social media handles, websites, or otherwise? How can we get a hold of you? Absolutely. So my Twitter is open. You can DM me. You can follow me. My Twitter handle is gunkit. So that's G-A-N-K-I-T. My email address is ankit at bicyclehealth.com. So that's my first name, A-N-K-I-T at bicyclehealth.com. Connect with me on LinkedIn as well, if that's your platform of choice. I would love to connect with anyone and everyone who's listening to this podcast and is interested in bicycle, interested in helping us or working with us. Thank you so much. Excellent. And of course, you can find all those touch points over at passionatepioneers.com. We will have an entire post dedicated to this episode where you can find those contact points and leave any comments, questions, ideas, or otherwise for Unkit and his team, again, over at passionatepioneers.com. Or head down into your episode notes and your favorite podcast player. Scroll on down and click on through to get a hold of Unkit and the team. So thank you for that, Unkit. We do appreciate it. One last piece. We're going to get you out of here so you can get back to building this game-changing company and touching all the lives that you guys are dedicated to, I fill in the blank. I'm a passionate pioneer because? I want to make the world a better place. Powerful. Awesome. What an incredible conversation today, Ankit. Thank you so much for spending time with us. And again, I said it already. I'll say it again. We are so grateful and so excited that you have brought your brilliant mind and energy and passion to the healthcare industry. We need more of you now more than ever. So thank you for coming into this industry and applying your brilliance 
to your company, Bicycle Health, and the members that you're serving across this nation. But for now, again, thank you so much for being with us today. We look forward to continuing to follow your journey. Thank you, Ankit. It was a pleasure. Thanks so much, Mike. I appreciate it. Thank you for joining us today on Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. We'd love to hear your feedback about the podcast so we can continue to improve this community and to further support the pioneers being featured. Lastly, please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and invite your friends and colleagues to join us. This is Passionate Pioneers with Mike Baselli. I look forward to having you back with us during our next episode.